Today we talked to Daniel Pelk, who is a financial and estate planner, and we touched on a few topics, uh, how COVID has affected the stock market, what opportunities have arisen because of the COVID situation, as well as some real estate uh, topics and how COVID has affected real estate. Um, I apologize in advance. Uh, There might be a few uh, uh, bleeps, uh, (laughs) as well as uh, I do have allergies, so a little bit stuffed up and sniffly. But um, uh, hope you enjoy the content and look forward to talking to you again later. Well, we're we're here with uh, Daniel Pelk. <laughs> Maybe we will omit what we were just talking about. Uh, we'll leave that to Brandon DeLuca's discretion. Uh, but here we're here with Daniel Pelk, financial advisor um, extraordinaire. Oh, thank you, thank you. W- would you like to uh, add to your title? Explain to us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Well, thanks for having me on first and foremost. And uh, just, yeah, no, I, I've been in the financial industry for about 10 years, uh, just over 10 years uh, in different facets. And, and uh, what I currently do is I'm a financial um, certified financial planner. So work with clients of, um, of high net worth and, and really um, help them navigate through their wealth management um, needs. And, and that includes uh, investment planning and tax and estate planning. So uh, that's been my primary focus, and uh, um, you know that's that's kind of what I do, right? So, uh, so you so you're you're dealing with you said estate planning, correct? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of our clients that come to us are, are people that have really built up some a large nest egg uh, in in many different ways, and and they're looking for avenues to. Uh, to, to save on tax now and in the future. Um, and uh, we are in a generation right now where um, the baby boomers hold a lot of wealth and, um, and they're really looking for creative ways to minimize their taxes now and, and also finding ways to um, pass on the, the wealth to the next generation in the most tax efficient way. Um, so that's kind of, you know, what, uh, what we do and we, uh, use different solutions to do that, right? Uh, there's many different, uh, ways of doing that. So we really customize each, uh, um, each, each client and, and really work with them and, and, uh, help them kind of tailor their needs to their specific situation. Okay. And then you also, um, you know, you also dabble with, or you do, um, like stocks and investing that way, right? That's correct. Yeah. And, and part of that holistic financial plan um, is, is, is the investment aspect, right? So uh, we invest the money now and then uh, we create, uh, whether it's trusts or, or various different strategies and vehicles, um, uh, you know, we, we put in place for them to really transfer that wealth to the next generation. But uh, right now, um, uh, with this current COVID situation, investments have definitely taken a top priority given what's been happening in the, in, in the markets. And uh, uh, we're really, you know, helping clients uh, work through that and, and um, find uh, opportunities in, in these downtimes. Yeah. So like, obviously it is uh, a little bit of doom and gloom in some aspects of it, but um, you know, obviously when there is a recession like this, there also, it also opens up opportunity. Um, so, so you're saying that you are, um, you know that that's kind of what you're looking at right now with with a lot of your clients looking at buying more getting getting back into it or like how how do you uh how are you navigating through this covid situation so it's 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 definitely brought a lot of 
a lot of um, fear and, and emotion and, and times like this, you know, the market towards the end of uh, March has, has definitely taken a, a massive downturn um, and, and people obviously um, have various different, uh, everyone's different, right? So some people's risk, uh, risk tolerance is, is different than others. So some people are, are managing and dealing with it um, uh, a lot better than others, right? So um, for us in, in my job and uh, my team's job is really to um, really kind of not focus on, on all the noise, but really just put things into perspective, right? So um, in the business that we operate in the investment business, uh, when, when things are low, uh, that's when the greatest opportunity lies, right? And, and um, our job as, as advisors are to really convey that to our clients. Um, and, and it can be difficult at times because, uh, you know, when, when you're dealing with a um, a health crisis right now, and there's a lot of uncertainty, and and no one really knows, you know, what's what's going to happen. Um, you know, our job is to really put things into perspective and say, you know what, you know, things are on sale right now in the market, right? So let's really consider and uh, consider buying and getting to the market and and, and do that strongly, um, and and not really have a short term um, vision, but really have more of a big picture point um, perspective at this point. Absolutely. So you are. Uh... So you're you're more of a financial planner. You're look at you're going to look at insurance. You're going to look at tax um, savings. You're going to look at investing and growing your portfolio. You're looking at the full scope, correct? That's correct. Yes. Nice. So, um, I know one of the things you talked to me about that was uh, quite interesting um, that I haven't taken advantage of yet, um, but you know I'm going to obviously at some point look into was. Uh, through the corp, um, doing a whole life policy. Um, I know you uh, touched on that a little bit with me ab about how it is beneficial and, and, and what the tax benefits are as well as, you know, growth benefits. You want to quickly explain that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, insurance is actually one of the strategies that I, um, one of the strategies that we use with a lot of our um, high net worth clients and and a lot of business owners um, that have corporations. Um, you know, one of the things that when people think about insurance, they really um, they really think about insurance sales and, and that you know kind of old school mentality of you know the the insurance salesman coming to the door and trying to sell you something you don't need, right? But um, when it when it really comes down to um, financial planning, insurance is actually um, life insurance in particular is is. Um, an, an incredibly powerful planning tool. Um, and, and there's so many benefits uh, to it. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, and I'll talk to a couple of them, right? So uh, one of them, you know, is that you can, you can hold investments within uh, permanent insurance policies, uh, one of uh, which, which could be a whole life policy or universal life policy. There's, there's different facets to, to permanent um, insurance. And you can actually hold investments within that um, that grow um, tax uh, deferred on a tax deferred uh, uh, tax deferred uh, uh, way over over many years. So um, it's it's a great benefit for for many people that have you know capitalized and, and maximized their RSPs, their tax free savings accounts, and are looking for alternative ways to really grow their money in a tax effective way. Nice. And. Uh... You were saying that obviously right now it's the the market you know took a downturn. Um, we also saw like a huge growth over the last year or so, correct? 
Yes, yes. The, the markets have, have had a tremendous run for uh, since the 2008-2009 crash. And like specifically over the last like year, two years, three years, um, I think we've seen like really big gains. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, yeah. So any investors that have really um, stayed invested in the market and, and took advantage of, of those um, of those really good years um, have, have really benefited and, and made some great returns. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it's been great. And, and just like the markets do operate, you know, there's 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 different times in the markets that that, you know, we have bull runs and, and we have bear markets. Right. And, and right now we're definitely experiencing a, a low market. Right. And so for people that don't know, uh, bear market is bad or good? Bear market means uh, bad. Um, and, and bull market means good, right? So uh, bull market, when the market is, is trending upwards and, and bear, uh, when, when the market's really hitting its, its, its recent lows, uh, you can call it to be a bear market. So another question I have is, because uh, I don't do too much stocks, um, but you had quite a bit of a growth. Um, and now obviously it's really kind of gone down. Has it, if, if say you invested two years ago, you know, and you had such a good upswing. Are you are you down now? Like six months ago versus today? How how big of a change is there? Is it as bad as as it sounds, or is it like returning back to a level of like two years ago, or is it like no, you know, it's an all time low? Yeah. So um, we we've definitely had a um, so a couple parts to that question. So we definitely had a you know one of the um, one of the lows in, in um, recently at, at the end of March that, that we've had for a very long time. So uh, we, we've experienced that, but uh, difficult to answer because everyone invests differently. And, and there's really two main components to investing is the equity markets and the fixed income um, markets, right? So depending on someone's risk tolerance and how much risk they're taking in the markets, um, they're, they're going to have a different allocation um, in those two, um, two, two areas, which really um, creates the their overall in, investment. So uh, if someone is heavily more invested in equities, then uh, they would have definitely seen uh, a much higher uh, rate of return over the last uh, 10, 10 plus years uh, since uh, 2008, 2009. Um, now, someone that's been a little bit more conservative would have definitely seen some positive returns, but um, not as much as, as someone that would have been a little bit more uh, aggressive. Now, um, Another part of your question is, is really depending on, you know, what you do um, in, in, in times of, in good times and in bad times. So um, human emotion plays a huge part of investing and, and, and that's a huge part of our role is to really help investors really rationalize and make good decisions in, in both, both times, right? So uh, just as an example of what, you know, I, I've been doing with my clients and, and what um, our, our team has been doing with their clients is that, uh, about you know six twelve months ago, we wanted to respect the market cycle. So we we wanted to respect um, that we've had we were in a bull market. We were really uh, trending upwards for a long period of time. And um, one thing I could tell you, being in this in this um, business for for a decade now, is that um, no matter how good you are, you, no one can time the market. So no one's going to know um, when the markets are going to go up or down, right? So, um, but one thing we also know is that we can respect market cycles, right? So what I mean by that is that if the markets 
are trending upwards and we're towards the um the top of 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 a bull market well that that may lead to an opportunity to say you know what we don't know when something's going to happen if it's going to happen but maybe um it's smart to rebalance your portfolio take some of our winnings off the table and and really just um sit back and see what happens in the next little while and and that's you know um that's something that we were doing about six 12 months um with our clients and and some of those clients that you know uh, really listened to that advice that we, that we gave them really put themselves in an opportune position right now with the downturn right so now the market cycle is is the re the reverse right the, the markets have um have taken you know a, a downturn there's been some recovery over the last week week and a bit but all in all um it, it's been a great opportune time for in the last two weeks to to really put money into the market uh because you know one thing that i say is that if we believe that the world's going to continue um that business is going to get back to normality and 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 normality i mean in the sense of 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 growth um because you know it could come back um in different facets right there there could be some businesses that will have to adapt to some new norms uh but if we believe that the economy is going to come back and and, and the world's going to continue uh economically then um it just the only question we really have is time which no one can predict right so um if we for the clients that have the time horizon for the clients that you know have the risk tolerance that can stomach maybe um some more volatility in the short term um then then you know they're in a great position of strength right now because they can really make some changes to their investments their portfolio and and really sit back and and just you know let things let let the market do its do its thing right so yeah i've uh you know i've watched a few videos and a few uh um snippets of stuff that really speak to uh and this i think counts for real estate as well um you know in these in these bear markets uh, a lot of like big investors a lot of investors period big or small you know that's where you you have great opportunity and i you know warren buffett's uh comment always kind of stuck with me um which was when others are feel fearful be hungry and when others are hungry be fearful so i learned that lesson very well in the crypto market um i bought at the height of Bitcoin, me and all my friends, um, I think we uh, bought at the twenty-two thousand dollar mark of Bitcoin, um, and um, <laughs> it went downhill quite quick. I think I think by the time we bought it to uh, the time I got home, which was you know six hour period, I lost already like six thousand bucks. Yeah. So it wasn't very good. Um, but and, and and if you look at it, everybody was like, "You gotta buy Bitcoin." It was you know, everybody was hungry for Bitcoin. You, it was even hard to get it at the time, and so, you know, it, it makes sense. You know, when when everybody's pushing that to all time highs, be cautious, and when it's low, get hungry. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a fun run learning crypto. Everything I feel in life is a lesson, and. Uh, I also learned a lesson uh, with the the bull side of it. I uh, invested in Tron at uh, I think one point one point one cents, and uh, I had like three hundred thousand shares of it. And then 
and I literally couldn't sleep for like three days. My every time I like refreshed my screen, you'd see like I made three hundred bucks, I made five hundred bucks, I made a thousand bucks, I made two thousand. Within three days, I made about a hundred and ten grand, and uh, I I was planning my island, my yacht. <laughs> I was like, this is going to two bucks. I'm gonna be rich. Uh, me and all my friends actually, we were planning everything, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, where. And the whole thing uh, went down. So uh, definitely, though, the experience and the lesson from it is that, you know, when when you when it is when everybody's, you know, hot to trot, be a little bit cautious. And when it when it's down is when you do have a time to, you know, make some money. So, um, yeah, definitely always lessons to be learned. Um what? Yeah, and to that point, uh, you know, I, I think there's a couple of important things here that, uh, that people listening can take away from that is that, you know, it's the investing and in, in, in being an investor is, 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 is probably um, for, for any individual. Um, and I can, I can say that this with confidence, it, it's, it's a loser's game, right? Um, uh, because it, it's extremely difficult um, just even in the, in the last couple of decades, um, there's there's companies that pour hundreds of millions and billions of dollars in technology to to try to outperform the markets, right? And and it's extremely difficult to do so, right? And and I, I hear it all the time in my business that you know people will come and they you know they say you know what I invested in this and it was going great and then I lost it and um and and I always tell people you know if if you're hearing about it in the media or you're hearing about it from a coworker or your family member or something it's probably too late, right? Um, because that's, you know, that's why it's, it's gaining its traction. That's why it's gaining its popularity uh, because it's, 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 it's been a hot um, profitable uh, stock, right? So, so, so that's one key thing to really consider, right? And, and you know, I, I tell people like, if you're gonna invest, you know, um, on your own, um, it really takes a lot of time and a lot of commitment uh, to really analyze companies and and really make proper decisions and most importantly identifying what your investor strategy is right because a lot of people go into it um, just just to buy something and and you know hope that it goes up but you know if it goes up what's the exit strategy like when do we get out right like so there's there's so many components to investing that it's 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 not a you know it's not a get quick rich scheme that's for sure. Um, it's, it's very, very uh, difficult. And, and, and the other thing also, I'm just going to kind of piggyback on, on your experience is that people try to pick one stock or two stocks, you know, some of the hot things that are, um, you know, kind of out there and, and, and people are talking about. And, and the problem with that is that your risk is immense. Like it's, it's, it's so large, right? Because, you know, if it does well, great. But if it doesn't do well, then, you know, you're losing all that money all your um, eggs you're in one basket type thing exactly yeah so so really the takeaways is that you know um either number one you know work with a professional that can really guide you and navigate you through these um through these uh investment strategies through different times and periods of, of the markets um because you know that's essentially what they do for a living i would say if I'm going to go get my, if my car needs repairing, I'm going to go see a mechanic. If I'm sick, I'm going to go see a doctor, right? Um, everyone's got their respected 
professions. So uh, I think it's important to really keep that in, in perspective and, and really, um, you know, think about that, right? Um, and the other thing is that, you know, like you really need to have a proper a asset allocation, know where you're investing know your strategy and and really be disciplined right and and you know warren buffett you, you brought him up and um you know we, we obviously talk about a lot in our industry and, and obviously he's, he's one of the greatest uh, investors if not the greatest investor in the in the history of the world uh and it's one of those things where his philosophy is very simple he will not invest in the company um that he doesn't strongly uh know inside out um, and, and strongly believe that it's going to be a profitable company for the, for the long term. He doesn't day trade. He doesn't, you know, yeah. buy and sell on a regular basis. He really buys for, for the long haul. And I think that's something to, to really take away, right? So. Absolutely. And I, and I think in our, uh, you know, my profession as well, um, your profession, a lot of people, you know, we live in the information age. So everybody has access to information. Everybody... Yeah you know, wants to try to do things themselves and, and, and possibly thinks that, you know, maybe they save some money or uh, what have you. Uh, but, you know, I really uh, think that it's important to to speak to a professional, somebody that eats, sleeps, and breathes this stuff because um, there's little nuances that, you know, part of your job, like you said, is, is managing expectations, managing a plan, you know, uh, managing emotions. So... There's a lot that, you know, if, if I just start buying, you know, stocks and all of a sudden I make a lot, I don't know, should I be selling it? Should I not be selling it? You know, I lost a lot. Should I be selling it? Should I not? Like, you definitely want to speak to a professional, have a plan. Um, and there's just so many little things that you've learned over, uh, you know, your 10-year career that somebody just starting out won't know. And so, you know, I think it's, it's like you said, right, I... I uh, um, you know, if you're going to, you said the, the mechanic, um, uh, little metaphor there, you know, you, you, if you're going to fix your car, you're going to go to the mechanic, you know, you need your teeth done, you're going to go to the dentist. So, sure. um, you know, if you need to get a financial plan in order, talk to a financial planner. So, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely I'd recommend that, you know, a lot of people try to do it themselves. Um, but I truly do believe it's important to have a plan, speak to a professional. And even if, you know, it's a free convo to give you a shout and just have a preliminary chat, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Always a free, always a first consultation is free just to, um, you know, see if there's any, any value that we can bring. Cause you know, um, I think the day it's gotta be a two way street. You know, I, I think business as a whole in general is, is always gotta be a two way street. If, you know, I can add benefit if, if, you know, my team can add benefit to, to that person, then, um, you know, and, and they feel comfortable working with us, then, then then it makes a lot of sense. If not, then, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Right. So, uh, but absolutely, you know, like, you know, any people that really um, are having a difficult time uh, through this uh, COVID-19, um, they, they want some kind of, uh, um, they have any questions that they really want to ask and, and kind of have, you know, uh, even a second opinion, um, you know, they're more than happy to reach out and, and, uh, there's absolutely no obligation, just, uh, share kind of, you know, um, help at this point and, and, and see where that goes. Right. Absolutely. And another thing, like, I guess two part question, how much do you need to invest? Like, you know, how much, what is the minimum, um, to get into the market? Um, 
And like, is there a lot of opportunity right now that you're seeing? Um, so, well, pretty much anyone anyone can start with um, with any sum of money, right? Um, so, um, with with myself and my team, we have a minimum of two hundred fifty thousand that that of investable assets that we ask clients to come in with. Um, uh, that is just surely because of our uh, size and capacity and expertise that you know we just um, unfortunately can't um, manage anything below that. But um, but during these times, I, you know, I'm more than happy to help anyone that has less than that to kind of just give you, even give them the right guidance, right? And I even, and it starts from anyone that, you know, either is, just wants to start investing in the market um, on a monthly basis, on a regular basis. Uh, it's, a, you know, it's a great time to, uh, to start that now because you're, you're buying into the markets um, at a lower cost, right? So, so it makes a lot of sense. Now, um, you know, anyone else that has, you know, some, a larger portfolio has retirement savings. Um, you know, it, it's definitely worthwhile to you know have a look at your uh, strategy uh, at your strategy right now to see um, how you're invested, um, what your allocation is, and if it's appropriate for where we are right now in the market cycle. Right. So, um, but you know, anyone um, can start in investing at any time, and and I always tell people that you know, from a financial stand, uh, financial planning standpoint as a whole. Um, and, and, you know, these times are, are, are challenging for, 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 for some people that are really being directly affected and, and are losing in their jobs. But, you know, once things get better, you know, the, the general thumb for a lot of people is that, you know, 10% of your um, earnings should really be going towards uh, some kind of savings vehicle. Um, and, and I think that's just a, um, a really um, good thing for people to really consider um, because, you and know, when we say savings we you mean more so investing not just putting it in your uh, piggy bank correct yeah and, and 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 that's a great point peter because a lot of people think savings so i'm just going to keep it in a high interest savings account and 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 that's savings uh you know investing is a huge part of that because um investing is it's kind of you could look at it as 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 your side business right you're, you're really having money work for you um while you sleep and that and that's how you get ahead and that's how you get ahead, right? Because you know, um, w- with the proper strategy and and investing, um, you know, a bit at a time or getting into the markets um, in the long term, if you do, you know, the, the basics correct, at least the basics, um, you know, you're gonna you, you're gonna do well over time, right? Because the, the market, you know, the the market history and the, the, the historical uh, data just, just simply shows that if you're investing in the market in the long run, you're going to make money, right? It just, um, the challenge with that is, is people buying and, and selling at the wrong times, right? But, um, but if you stay invested, you have the right allocation, um, then, then over time, it's the right way to go. Because uh, if you don't, and you just kind of pack your money into a high interest savings account that, that really yields you very little to no return, or you pack your money under uh, your mattress, um, then, you know, the, the other thing that you're, you're actually risking is, is inflation, right? You're actually eroding your money over time. So your money has to, um, has to gain, um, interest over the long term, So you can at least keep up with the cost of inflation and make some more on top of that. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, especially for, um, you know, business owners, small business owners, sole proprietors, uh, who don't have pensions, you know, we don't have, um, uh, you know, retirement savings through a pension plan. 
uh, it's really, really important to do what you're saying and put some money aside into some, you know, stocks, investments, even the, the tax shelter, uh, whole life policy you were speaking about earlier. And if anybody has any questions about it, obviously we'll, uh, add your contact later so that if they, if they, if they do want, they can reach out to you. But, you know, I kind of echo the same sentiments, um, in real estate. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, and I think it's from our parents' generation, um, you know, a lot of our parents are immigrants. Mine, you know, uh, came from Italy. Yours, you know, you're, you were you born in Poland? Okay, but your parents were born there, correct? Correct. Yes. So the mentality, uh, and it, you know, I'm, I'm broad sweeping statement. You know, definitely not everybody, but our parents' generation is a lot of times like you know, save for a rainy day, pay your mortgage off you know, have as little debt as possible, which is good advice. Um, but it's also something that, you know, I think, um, I think that, you know, we need to change a little bit. So when I have a lot of buyers who are like, you know, I got 200,000 and I'm going to, I want to buy a house. Um, you know, I'll talk them out of putting so much money down because especially when you have interest rates at, you know, 2%, 2.5%, you know, why do you want to have, um, you know, I get the idea of having a lower mortgage payment, but if you can put less down and it's only costing you two and a half points, but you can go make seven or eight points in the market, why not, you know, do that, do both. You still have a house and you're making money on your money versus it's sitting in your house and, you know, you're only really saving 2.5% or 3% per se. So definitely, you know, I think tweaking people's mindset to say, hey, you know what, instead of putting even like people that buy and sell, right? So you sell your house that you've made 400000 on, maybe you don't have a mortgage or you have a very little mortgage and you're, you're moving up to the next house. You don't need to put, you know, the full amount down. You, I want to change people's mindset from, uh, you know, looking at their house as their house and change it to a savings account. And if we can, you know, change people's mind that way, I think they can make a lot more money um, instead of, you know, everybody's happy to have their house paid off and I get that. But if we tweak it to leverage your house, open up a HELOC, you know, have, have a, which a HELOC is a home equity line of credit. So it allows you the flexibility, you know, to utilize your money. So in a time like this, you know, say, say, you say, well, I don't want to invest right now, but. I might want to. Okay, well, if you have your house, if you have a big HELOC, even if you wanted to put the, the full $200,000 down, okay. Uh, but have a HELOC attached to the mortgage. So in a time like this where Dan says, hey, guys, there's a great opportunity. Things are selling for, you know, 30 40% discounts. It's like, okay, let's, you know, let's dabble in and put 50K into the market or 60K or whatever. So definitely would love to see people change their mindset and not be so scared of carrying, you know, it's, it's not good to carry debt if it's wasted debt, but it's a great thing to, to carry debt. If you're, you know, using it to make money, if you're leveraging your, you know, your worth to make more money, it's a great thing. So I'm sure you would agree. And, there, and there's so much that came to mind there that you, that you said that, cause, um, 
while you're talking there, there's, there's so many things that from a, you know, planning side of things and just an investing side of things that kind of came to mind. And, and, you know, a couple of things I just want to kind of just, um, reply to is that, um, yeah, like, you know, a lot of people, it could be, it's definitely a generational thing. I, I think that, that, that really influences things because, you know, where our parents came from and how they were brought up is, is, is different than, you know, how we were brought up. Right. So the mindset is different. And the other thing is that the economical times were different as well too. Right. So, you know, some of our parents are used to paying interest rates of, you know, 10 plus percent, right. Where, you know, we haven't been exposed to that. Right. So, um, that obviously plays with the mindset, but you know, when it comes to planning and, and one thing that I really, um, try to explain to people is that it's, it, it's, it's never a stagnant thing, right? Like things will change over time and what makes sense today may not make sense tomorrow, but ultimately what it is, is that, um, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, with, with the current situations right now, if, you know, people, yes, or I want to say we're definitely the last five seven years with with the interest interest rates being so low you know one of the things that like you said peter is is you know why you know pay down your mortgage when you could you know take a percent of percentage of that money and actually invest in the market and yield a higher return right so it's diversifying your portfolio number one and, and number two it also gives you um flexibility and options right because you know when um, when times like this come up, you know, you're in a, you're in a position of strength because, you know, if you, if you've done the right things, you can buy into the market and then really take advantage, um, of the market. And, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, you just put yourself in a, in a lot of, um, in a position of strength, right. And, and, and it's, and there's no real, real, um, one solution and, and really mindset to have it, it's really fluid and it changes over time and, and and that's the benefit of working with someone that you know understands a lot of these facets and understands the planning side of things because you know what if um if someone is is is, is taking monies and putting it into into the market and then interest rates are low and they're doing that for now but you know in, in a couple of years the interest rates um, go upwards well you know what maybe then it makes uh, makes more sense to pay down your debts and uh and, and really um you know use that money that you've invested that you've gained some return to pay down debts um, because that's what makes sense at that time right and so it's it's very fluid and it changes over time and and um you know like like you said you know it's uh you know you can't really have one mindset all the time because because the world's changing economy's changing and it's and it's knowing how to work with money right and i think that's the biggest takeaway right understanding money and knowing how to you know put yourself in a great position, right? Yeah, and the uh, the flexibility um, of a HELOC per se, um, I think is, a, is something that, you know, we should highlight a little more. Um, there's a lot of people that have line of credits right now that should, you know, really be thinking about that, thinking about maybe let's invest. Um, if you don't, it's a great time to refinance. It's a great time to, you know, with interest rates so low, to start thinking about these things. Hey, you know what? Maybe I wasn't ready, but you know, the real estate market, for example, has, has also kind of mimicked, um, the stock market over the last 10 years, uh, especially in our area. Uh, you know, Hamilton, uh, I, I, when I first got in the business, you know, you could buy a house, you know, in, in, in the North end of, of Hamilton for 70,000. Um, and so, 
you know, and then we've seen the Go Train come and the spike um, in Toronto investors, and it, which started with just Toronto investors, and then after a year or so, you started to see end users uh, move in, and so uh, you know we've seen over the last ten years a huge spike in the real estate market, and so there's a lot of people that have a good chunk of equity in their home that bought two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, and, and what have you. And I think it's a great time for them to to really sit and say, hey, you know what? Let me look at my financial situation. Let me look at the at the full package. And that's something that I'm doing right now with my team. We're we're reaching out to our our clients that bought you know a year ago, two years ago, four years ago. And just, you know, opening the, the convo up of, of, hey, you know, this is how much you've made. This is where you stand equity-wise. You know, maybe look at uh, refinancing now and taking advantage of the lower interest rates. Even if you have to break the mortgage, it might be worth it. At least look at the numbers and crunch them and see, you know, how much savings. Because if you think about it, you know, for example, if you locked in at 3.49 and now you can get you know, uh, 2.49, so save 1% and your mortgage is 500000 well, that's, you know, $5,000 savings over the year, which is f- almost 500 bucks a month. So you could save that chunk uh, of money and then also possibly say, hey, you know, Daniel, is there something we can do where we're putting in like $500 a month into some sort of investment if that's what you want to do? So uh, it's just give yourself the flexibility to you know utilize your money your house your and leverage it to make more money yeah and, and you're absolutely right and, and and uh this is a perfect time for a lot of people to really um everyone's got a different situation right now some people obviously have been impacted more than others but it's a great opportunity for for people to really um with time at home with extra time at home to really you know bring these matters to the forefront and really have a conversation, right? So, you know, I've had a lot of calls from a lot of my clients and and a lot of business owners too, that are just saying, you know what, if it wasn't for the situation, I wouldn't be doing, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've been pushing to the side uh, for so many, so so many years. Right. And it's one of those things where, you know, you know, at the very least, you know, um, anyone that's listening to really encourage them to say, you know what, let's take the time to really, tackle some of those financial um, questions or financial things that we've, we've been thinking about and talking about that we haven't really uh, had time to act on. Right. Uh, Because it is a very um, opportune time now. Um, And, and I, and I think, you know, um, over the next little while, there's still, you know, um, there's still time to really find um, opportunity uh, and good opportunity that could really, uh, reshape and revamp, you know, long-term growth. Right. Uh, so, um, so, so yeah, there's tremendous opportunity. And, and like you said, the HELOC, like the, um, the secure line of credit against your home, you know, some people are looking into that as an option, right? Because I just want to bring up three, um, three points to that, uh, that are very valuable and why people are really considering it. Number one, it's interest rates are low, right? So it makes sense. Number two, if you're using money, uh, uh, money that you're borrowing to invest, you can deduct that against your taxes. So that's number two. And the number three is that, you know, most Canadians haven't utilized or maximized their tax-free savings account. And um, if you invest in a tax-free savings account, any growth in that um, is tax-free, 
right? So there's really three major benefits to looking into that option, right? Now it's not gonna it's not gonna be suitable for everyone, right? But for the right person, uh, it, it could be very attractive and it's something that they want to consider, right? So absolutely, there's so many kind of you know subtopics we can get into and and uh, you know highlight and tackle, um, but yeah, the, I think the biggest thing right now is you know what we've been saying is this time where I feel like everything has slowed down, obviously, um, myself included, you know, it was go, 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 go. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, breathe. I have time to cook dinners. You know, I have, there's more time to think plan. Um, and if you take advantage of this slower time to start to tax plan, invest financially plan, um, you know, I think that it's very, very valuable to, to sit back and be able to do this. Even the, you know, I'm going to have another buddy um, at, at some point speak about even looking at your um, your wills um, when, when you were talking earlier about estate planning. And, you know, I think a lot of people, especially our, our age, um, it's starting to come into your head. You know, like we're in our mid-30s um, and uh, it's something that, you know, when you're 25, you don't think much about these things. Um, I know a lot of a lot of my friends have kids. You you as well, and you start to think about these things. And you know, if nothing else comes out of this COVID situation uh, beneficially, then at least we have you know we should take advantage of the time that we have to you know will estate plan, tax plan, financial plan. Really, kind of think about what you want and and how, how, how we can achieve it. So it's a great time to reach out to yourself um, and, and get some more information about uh, what they can do. Yeah. No, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. And everything's part and parcel, right? So um, as you mentioned, there's, there's so many topics we, we could talk about and, and, um, and, and get into. But, uh, but I wanted to kind of, um, um, I'm very um, interested because I, I have, uh, you know, I have <laughs> real estate investments and, 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 uh, that's that's part of my portfolio. That's um, um, and my allocation as as a planner that I have um, is uh, how has twenty twenty been uh, for real estate? I understand that um, things started off uh, well, and and uh, but you know obviously with with COVID nineteen, um, you know where were things? Where are things now? And and how do you see things um, kind of working out after this COVID nineteen? So, you know, definitely, uh, definitely frustrating. Um, I'm sure everybody is during this, during this time. It, it really kind of, um, things started off hot. 2020 was a great start. Um, market was trending very, very, very strongly. A lot of people, um, a lot of people think, you know, realtors love hot markets uh, me personally, I like a balanced market, slow, steady growth. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't make it so rushed. And so, uh, um, it makes it like so stressful when it's a hot market, you know, the, the listing comes up, you have to go see it that night or it's gone tomorrow or they're holding back offers for a week. Um, and you're seeing, you know, 10 offers. Now you're offering more than you think it's even worth. And you're, you know, you don't even have the ability to put in conditions of inspection or financing because you're against 10 other people. And so 
when that happens, it really sucks because, you know, a first time buyer, especially who hasn't, you know, bought a house before is being pushed to uncomfortable spots. Um, So we were seeing that at the beginning of the year, Uh, January, February, March, it was really, you know, well, January, February was really going hot. Um, and we were, you know, I had some record, record numbers. Um, even now we have a ton of listings, but it was going very, very well. And, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of competition, not a lot of, uh, inventory. So it was a seller's market and that was driving prices up. Um, now, you know, it has slowed down tremendously, uh, we still have a lot of sellers hoping to take advantage of um, the, the 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 sore that we got, uh, but the buyers are not there in the same capacity. Uh, I think a lot of people are, um, you know, waiting, playing the wait and see. A lot of people lost jobs, uh, but that doesn't mean that the wheels aren't turning. Things are still turning, and and there's always. Uh, there, there, there is a positive, you know, I think that, you know, we've seen, we have like 13 listings right now. So there are a lot of sellers and two weeks ago we sold two houses this week. We sold a house, uh, one of our listings. So they, there is still buyers and people will always need to buy and always need to sell. Um, so, you know, speaking to the longevity of it all, I think that the market will rebound. Um, no matter what, you know, we're always growing and there's a limited amount of land. So you're always going to see it rebound in my opinion. And, uh, you know, I think especially, you know, I've said this for a few years. I think I've talked to you about it when a lot of people ask, like, can real estate keep climbing? Um, and we talked about it a few times. I personally think, you know, Ontario specifically, um, is poised to climb for a lot of years to come. Uh, when you look at it, and the, the 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 biggest factors for me when I think about it is number one, we're always in the top five countries to live in, so people always want to immigrate to Canada. Um, so that's always going to push our like the number. For example, uh, to throw a statistic out there, uh, in la- last year the highest growing city in North America was Toronto 80 I think it was somewhere around 87,000 residents moved uh, uh, to Toronto and that's the GTA so we we added eight about 80,000 residents and the next closest city of growth was actually Portland Oregon which was only like 20,000 new residents so uh, you know that shows to me that there's a lot of strength um, in Ontario, in and, and I think that we're poised to keep growing. So, you know, people wanting to be here, uh, always being in the top top, you know, five countries ish to live in, and then globally speaking, we're actually quite affordable. I know for us, we think like, wow, Toronto's expensive, but you know, I traveled to London, England, um, two years ago, and you know, a, a 600 square foot flat was, you know, 2 million bucks, 1.5, 2 million. Um, you know, you're looking at similar houses like 
uh, similar to like a 2,300, 2,600 square feet could be anywhere from 10 to 25 million. Um, so you're, you, you, and not just London, you know, Shanghai, San Francisco, New York, you look at the global market, uh, of the, of, of the big cities and Toronto still is affordable in comparison. So I think that we're poised to continue to grow and especially, you know, Stony Creek, uh, Beamsville, St. Catharines, Niagara, uh, you have the GO train that has, you know, we've seen what the GO train did to Hamilton. And, uh, you know, that's going to continue all the way down to Niagara. And I truly do believe that the growth will just continue. And a lot of people say to me, well, Pete, you know, how, you know, who's going to take the GO train from Niagara to Toronto? And my response is like, maybe nobody. But... Uh, they will take it from Niagara to Burlington. They will take it from Niagara to Hamilton. And so, you know, the GO train connects us all, same as the railroad. If you, you know, if you, if you, if you look at even back then when they were doing the railroad, anywhere they put a stop, that city boomed. And so it's the same with the GO train to me. I feel like it's just going to interconnect all of Southern Ontario and that's that's just good for business. So it's interesting that you say that um, because you know I I think you're absolutely right. I think you know one of the benefits we have in Canada is that um, you know I, I truly believe you know no country is perfect, but you know I, I truly and strongly believe that um, you know we we live in one of the greatest countries in the world. Um, and 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 you know with that, yes, we are one of the largest countries in the world, um, but land mass wise but there's only a condensed um areas uh, in the country where you know it, it attracts people to live right because obviously a lot of northern parts of canada are um are not suitable for for many people you know that that, that want to you know Absolutely. live and have the four seasons right so so that i, I think works in, in great benefit um to um well to to, to people that you know see real estate continuing to move upwards because um it's it just you know sheer numbers right the more people you have coming in you know the space is limited so that's obviously going to drive um demand and 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 you know that's you know that's obviously where we where we've seen these prices kind of you know gradually over time um grow and and you know and another thing that that i know i think we've talked about or, or definitely um mentioned before is that you know the government regulations in terms of you know how they feel strongly about agriculture and opening up certain land masses that, and and their and their speed of that right is is also i think um in is being kind of um part of this whole um expansion is because you know they're not maybe doing it you know fast enough and and that's creating you know less less supply which is which which the demand is obviously much greater and and that's driving the price up upwards as well too right so um but at the same time they can only um open those regulations up so much because there's only so much land mass so to your point right you know comparing it to other parts of the world um i still i I also would agree with that. I think there's still a lot of room for, for us to kind of grow, right? So. Absolutely. And, and again, just to reiterate the three points, uh, and you kind of touched on the land being uh, one I kind of missed. So, yeah, it's like we're one of the fastest growing cities. Well, we are the fastest growing in 2018 city or 2019 city in the world, uh, or in North America, sorry. 
And then, um, so growth, great place to live, still affordable globally. And number three, we have room to grow. So uh, I I do think that, you know, it is going to uh, continue upward after this. Right now, like I said, you do have a lot of investors sitting on the fence um, waiting to see if it does drop, if there is a, an opportunity to, to get something a little bit, you know, maybe 10%, 15% discount. I don't foresee uh, crazy discounts uh, happening. I don't see it dropping too considerable right now. But I do think as soon as, uh, you know, we have some sort of normalcy back into the, um, you know, with the restrictions of, 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 of uh, businesses uh, and essential services, once that kind of lifts, I think you're going to see business as usual um, with, with regards to real estate. So, so Pete, one thing that I'm really curious about is, is to kind of backtrack a little bit. You, you said you've you've done um, um, a handful of transactions recently. Um, can you can you walk me through and, and walk us through kind of how those transactions uh, took place in, in, in this COVID um, environment that we're living in? Absolutely. So, you know, just like this meeting, for example, is 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 done on Zoom, and typically we'd be in person talking and. Um, we've adapted to uh, make this possible. We've also adapted in, in the real estate industry, which, you know, some of the stuff I think will will stay, um, and some of the stuff you know, I th- will will change. But like you said, everything is fluid. Everything is always changing, and you're always gonna grow, learn, adapt on the fly. So uh, right now we're doing we're doing a lot more, a lot more video, a lot more. Uh, you know, FaceTime interactions. Um, a lot of the uh, showings are, are 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 done virtually, and then if the client likes them, uh, the virtual tour, then they'll book a showing. And the way we do that is, you know, yesterday we had uh, a showing, and gloves and masks were were required. Um, a COVID questionnaire is uh, pretty much mandatory. Um, to make sure that you know you are, you aren't sick, um, you uh, haven't traveled, uh, nobody you know has has had COVID symptoms, uh, and once that questionnaire is done, we we will allow the showing to to happen, because people still need to sell and people still need to buy, so it is still essential, and you know we're just cautious about making sure you know. So a typical showing, the way I would do it now is. I would arrive five ten minutes before the buyer arrives. You know the sellers will be gone already, or if they weren't able to, they would just step outside for the twenty minute tour. Um, I would go in with my you know gloves and and whatnot and turn all the lights on so the buyers can come in uh, to an empty house. And I typically would follow them around the house and and whatnot. But right now we're just kind of letting them in to 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 do their own tour of the house. Um, we've also, our, our industry is quite quick, uh, especially Remax Escarpment, I'm proud to be a part of. Um, they're quite quick at adapting and, um, you know, making things as, as professional and as uh, um, easy as possible for us. So we have, they instantly got together with lawyers and developed COVID clauses um, to assist uh, with the legal side of it because you know there might be a shutdown so what happens in that event um, if the registry office is closed if lawyers are closed um, so 
We have COVID questionnaires that help with the offer part of things. Um, we're a lot more cautious. We do the masks and the uh, gloves for the showings. We keep the social distance. And then going back to the showing, so after you're done your showing, buyers come out, I'll be outside, we keep six feet of distance apart, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about you know the likes and dislikes of the house. And then going back to the COVID questionnaire, one of the uh, clauses that it speaks to is that you know some people are buying it based on a virtual tour. And then um, in the clause, it essentially says that the offer is conditional upon the buyer actually viewing the home. Um, once you know things, uh, once the the regulations are kind of lifted and 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 we're out of the uh, danger zone. Awesome, awesome. Now, one thing that I'm uh, curious about is that now, do you think a lot of buyers, because because you're selling, you're saying that um, you know there, there's still obviously houses that are being listed and there's there's uh, willing sellers out there now maybe you can give us a percentage in terms of your opinion, but um, how much do you think um, that people, buyers are kind of just sitting, sitting back right now? Is it mainly because of the shock of COVID-19? Is it mainly because they feel that they're going to get a discount in, in the, in the coming months or, or um, you know, in, in the near future? Um, or is it just, um, you know, what do you amount this kind of this, this change in the real estate market to? So um, it's definitely it definitely has buyer wise slowed down. Um, January January I think we did twelve deals. Uh, February we did about the same, um, and you know let the second half of March and you know so so this from the second half of March to the middle of April here. You know, I think we've done two or three transact three transactions, so it's definitely slowed down. A lot of buyers. I had actually three deals die because of uh, COVID. They were conditional on inspection and financing, and then as soon as the government announced, you know, lockdown, um, a lot of people said, "Whoa, you know, what's what's going to happen? You know, we're just going to wait." wait and see so you have you do have a definitely a, a percentage of buyers that are saying you know is are things about to drop am i gonna get a deal uh, and nobody really knows um you know same as same as in your industry it's like you know you can make educated guesses as best you can um, but you'll never know for sure where the bottom or the top is um, so really just understanding your situation what i say to buyers right now is listen if you you know, if you wanted to buy or you need to buy, don't stop. Take a look. I always tell people that even like if we're not in this situation, you're not sure you want to move in a month or six months or a year, that's fine. Let's talk about it. Let's plan. Let's start start looking at inventory and who knows when the right property will come up for you. Maybe it's in a week. Maybe it's in six weeks. Maybe it's in six months. So we'll still have that preliminary convo, go over the finances, go over your situation, go over your wants and desires, and then, you know, start sending you inventory. And when you see something, you see it. The other thing I'm big on is like, if it's your principal place of residence, 10,000, 20,000 on a 25 year mortgage is, you know, you're talking 20 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month, 40 bucks a month. It's not, uh earth shattering numbers 
And so, you know, can you maybe get a, a $10,000, deal in a month or two? Possibly. But are you going to pass up potentially the house of your dreams for $30, $40 a month? You know, is it worth it to you? Maybe for some people it is. But don't stop looking. Look for, because you might find the perfect house and, you know, because there's not so many buyers around right now, you might get a, a, a decent little deal on it. So, you know, and uh, speaking to the price, because I know a lot of people are like, you know, I should get a discount right now because of X, you know, COVID. And the answer that I like to say is it's a transaction. It's not a store where, you know, the price is set and then it's up to, you know, them to lower it or high. at the end of the day, it's a transaction and there's a buyer and a seller. And so, you know, we've done a few transactions with you. You're going to price it to what you want. And the only thing that's going to change your price is your desire. So if, you know, if you need to sell, okay, yes, you might be able to get some discounts on some properties right now. Uh, but if you don't need to sell, then you'll just wait it out. So is the market going to drop? You know, for some people, yes. And not because the market's dropping, but because the buyers, there's not as many buyers out there. And so therefore, if you need to sell it quick, well, you need to uh, do your best to appeal to those buyers. And some one of the strategies is lowering the price. It's not the only strategy. We also talk about, you know, improving the property, um, you know, or just time, right? You know, waiting it out. And so there's 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 definitely different variables, but no, I don't I don't think prices uh, across the board are going to drop. You will see some, you know, news articles. I'm sure with uh, some like, you know, the world is ending kind of uh, data, but because um, even like, you know, I think it was so 2017 was our boom year. And in 2018, you, all the articles read like, you know, market down 25%, 20%, real estate, you know, blah, blah, blah. And when you look deeper into the article, it wasn't that prices dropped 25%, it was that sales drop. But, you know, the average person sees the article and goes, oh, like the market's down 20%. Well, no, uh, you know, prices actually stayed uh, pretty strong and actually grew through 2018, 2019. Um, but the amount of deals dropped. So, you know, you always want to be skeptical of what the, what the headline is and always really decipher and read through the fine print and see exactly what's happening. And to me, it's the same as this situation. I bet you, you're going to see like a lot of numbers saying like numbers way down, numbers way down. But when you really look at it, I don't think the actual prices are going to go way down just the amount of deals are going to go down. And I think you're absolutely, you know, I, that's some great feedback because, you know, looking at it from um, this, you know, I I think our industries right now are are very interconnected because um, this isn't a a financial crisis. This is a health crisis, right? So no one really knows um, how this is going to impact um, each respected industry or all these industries as a whole. Um, economically how it's going to impact us as a whole because um, it's a very unique um, time in history right so um, it's not like you know it's a financial crisis where it was self-inflicted and and there's ramifications of that and, and we kind of you know um, 
have a better indication of, of how that can play out. But, you know, right now, the biggest variable is time. No one really knows how long this is going to last. You know, when are we going to be back to, you know, uh, normal um, and, 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 you know, how that's going to look, right? But, um, you know, some of the takeaways that I really took away from, from your comments is, um, is, is if you were in the market of, of, of buying, um, still look, right? And, and you don't have to necessarily pull the trigger now but you can definitely still um, work with yourself and your team to really look around and, 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 and you may actually be um, back to kind of what you were saying before, you, you may actually have the benefits of, of those that you didn't have before when the market was really hot. Um, now you can really take time, you can really analyze your likes and dislikes of certain properties and, and, and really you know, prepare yourself to, to, to make a purchase now or later on. And, you know, and like you said, if you really, you know, land on, on, on a, on a home, on a property that is, is your ideal property, you have to ask yourself the question, am I going to risk um, not purchasing that dream home because I think the market is going to go down? Um, because uh, again, just like both of our industries, right? You know, no one can time the market. No one knows how we're going to end up uh, when this is all said and done, right? So, you know, you could get a discount, but you could also lose your dream home if you don't, you know, um, make the right, you know, uh, purchase at that at that time or take advantage of that uh, purchase at that time, right? So, um, a lot of interesting things, right? Uh, the uh, and and again, I think it's same as same as I was saying with you, like, you know, great time right now when we have the time. Give Dan Pelk a call and and uh, you know ask you some questions knowledge is power so just knowing the situation and being prepared to pull the trigger is so important same with real estate right now if you're wanting to buy you know actually get the 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 ball rolling you know get your mortgage checked out see what you're pre-approved for sit down with me go over the numbers see exactly what uh you know your your goals and dreams are with real estate um and and doesn't mean you have to pull the trigger, just be prepared so that if the opportunity does come or the 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 property comes, uh, you're prepared for it and you can pull the trigger if you want to. And it's the same for the sellers as well. Like I have a lot of sellers saying like, you know, should I wait until this is over? Well, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know if it's going to get worse or get better. Uh, but there is still buyers out there, so it is still. And the interest rates are low right now, so it is still a good time to buy, and it still is a good time to sell. So, um, you know, yes, there's less buyers and there's less activity because uh, a lot of people are home, but definitely still a good time to buy. Definitely still a good time to sell, um, and and most importantly, it's a good time to educate yourself and be prepared to pull the trigger on real estate or uh, you know stocks and investments and financial planning biggest thing we we want to keep hammering home here is educate yourself talk to a professional and be prepared and and this is the time that you really need it right uh you have you know uh, most people have the time now and and this is definitely a good time to reevaluate all that because you know not only is it because you have the time but also because uh, it is a opportune time or it could be a really uh, opportune time to do it right so uh, it's great. Before we end off, I wanted to ask. I I know you've made some uh, some changes and some restructures to your uh, to your team, and you've revamped and and kind of re um, um, 
restructured uh, your team. So, so how is uh, Morocco Group Real Estate going? It's honestly, a, when I first started in the industry, I didn't expect or plan to have a team. Um, I've been blessed with a big network and doing um, a, a good amount of volume over the first seven years of my career, six years of my career. And uh, then I got uh, uh, some help with Chris Hayward, who is unbelievable uh, real estate agent who really cares about his clients and, and kind of has the same um, same morals as I do and, and same outlook on business as I do. And, and it's all about the client and doing what's best for the client. Um, so... But yeah, now we have uh, two full-time admin. My wife, who is uh, you know full-time helping out um, with the admin side of stuff, and and more so than that, also the uh, the planning and the uh, the training. Um, and so, me and my wife, which in some cases it could be difficult, but with us, we've really found a groove, and and it, and we do play off each other's strengths. Um, so me, my wife, and then we, uh, January, we hired, uh, an admin Pat, um, who has a lot of experience, I think like 15 years experience in the industry. So that's awesome. And we also hired another agent, uh, Randy. And, um, so we were really off to a hot start and really rolling. Um, we're tweaking things to be able to service our clients better and uh, that is why I kind of made the team is because, you know, there's only so much I can do and there's only so many buyers and sellers I can service. And the only way I'm going to be able to help more people is by having a bigger team. And so that uh, that's why I, I kind of created Morocco Group this year is because I want to be able to service and help people better. It was, it was becoming difficult where, you know, I have three buyers wanting to see a house at the same time. I, I can only be in one place. So it's helped out tremendously. And the biggest thing for me is that, you know, Randy, Pat, um, Chris, myself, and my wife all have very, very similar values. And we truly do care about our clients. And we do want to do what's best for them. Um, and, and we're all positive and uh, uh, always looking to help. So... Definitely, uh, it's been a great. It was a great start. It's a. Uh, it's been a little bit challenging over the last few weeks, uh, but we're doing the best to stay positive. We're having our own little Zoom meetings and uh, keep it on the same page and still pushing forward. And we're actually taking this time to um, reflect on some of the things we can do better. Um, and so that's where you know I was talking to you earlier about. It's all about servicing our clients. And so right now we're. We're, we're looking at actually calling our database to educate them about how much money they've made since they bought their house um, and what they can do with that. You know, So maybe refinance, maybe take some of your equity out, maybe buy a rental property, maybe put some into a, a you know, talk to Dan and, and put some into the financial planning side of things. Maybe a whole life policy. There's so many opportunities um, that people really need to start thinking about and, and our goal is to educate as best we can. Any knowledge we have, we like to pass on, and it's up to people to do what you know what their appetite is, and and, and to uh, delve in if they if they feel the need. Or, uh, and we we really strongly push it. You know, we think that it's important at least to have the information, and now they can do whatever they think is best. No, I 
And that's great, Peter. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we've obviously worked with your group and, and uh, I, I, I speak very highly of, of you and your team. And, and, you know, one of the things is sitting, you know, um, on the other side here and, and being um, in a sales industry myself, I can definitely respect, you know, uh, good sales professionals and, 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 and some of the strengths that they have. And, and one of the things that definitely um, sticks out, you know, with you and your team is that um, you guys are very um, professional, um, but, you know, most importantly, um, I really like um, how authentic and honest you guys are, right? And, and, and that's, um, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, we've built a relationship over the years and, and you know, uh, why we're doing this call is because, you know, I think we, um, we share um, the same morals when it comes to business and, 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 and that's really what it is, you know, like it's, it's not about sales, it's about help, right? You know, how many people can we get out there to help? And, uh, you know, if we can help and we can provide value to that individual, then, um, then both parties win, right? And, and you know, but, but that's, you know, um, from a personal standpoint and, and you know, um, dealing with you and your team, I, I, that's one of the things that I've definitely highlighted. So I can, uh, I can definitely attest to that. And, and I congratulate you on, uh, on, uh, on the achievements and, and, and all the steps moving forwards. And I know um, sitting here maybe in a couple of years, we're going to be talking about a, about a team of 10 or 15 De I definitely appreciate the uh, uh, compliment, and uh, I think the whole team definitely does as well. Um, and 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 to to kind of touch on what you said, I think we do both have very similar mindsets, and that is why we're having this call. Um, is because we do care about our clients, we do want to educate them, we do want to put um, you know as much knowledge in their in their in their uh, in their corner as we can. And, uh, you know, I can, I can say the same about you as far as, you know, if you, if you want to talk to somebody that's honest and just wants to, you know, give you as much information, um, both of us, we're not, you know, I don't really call myself a salesperson. Um, like, although we are, and, and that is our industry, you know, I, I, I like to get away from the sales type idea uh, because we really do just help and facilitate uh, and educate, and so uh, definitely with you, I, I've been, you know, I'm all, I'm quite keen on talking to somebody who knows their stuff, uh, and you know your stuff, and you're not a hard seller at all. You you do what's best for the client, and you educate them with as much info as as you can to allow them to make their own decisions. So I, you know, definitely. I attest to anybody call Dan and definitely get as much info as you can from him. And you know, if, if there's business to be made, then there, then, there, then it'll happen. So awesome, man. I really appreciate, uh, you know, you taking the time to speak to me, uh, and, and speak to the audience a little bit about, uh, COVID and, and the stock market and financial planning and whatnot. And, uh, look forward to having more chats with you down the road. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time and uh, appreciate you having me on and uh, I look forward to chatting soon. Cheers, buddy. All right, take care. Bye. So thanks again for tuning in, guys. Uh, please like and share this uh, segment. And if you have any further questions, we'd love to hear from you. 
put a, a questions in the comments below. Um, direct message me or Daniel, and uh, we'd love to hear any input and any questions that you guys have so we can you know, get the information for you. And we will be having a, a bunch of other guests. So if, you know, lawyer, uh, mortgage broker, a bunch of other people to uh, explain the situation and, and what's going on and, and, and to give you some guidance in this time. Um, but any other people you'd like to hear from or any questions you have, again, please message me or put comments below and we'll be sure to get to them. Thanks again, guys. Thank you.